true infill in the downtown core to me is like, you know, we'll keep developing those sites till there just are no more, but it's, yeah, we, and I, I, it's fun to really see, you know, I'm still a firm believer in like more people get in development um, just because like, I, I don't think it's the big projects. I think it's right. like all the little ones in between, yeah. you know, we're sitting here in our like 4,000 square foot office building. That's right in the middle of this, you know, Southeast downtown neighborhood. And it's like, yeah. you know, uh, lamplighter development next door built, you know, remodeled this duplex. It looks good. And there's, you know, all yeah. the way leading up to um, the momentary, there's all these houses that have been redone and right. new construction and a little, you know, restaurant inside of a house. And, Definitely um, gives it a unique vibe the, in yeah. this area because, you know, incrementally we're seeing the, yeah. the, the bigger stuff. And then you've got some larger developments you've done yourself. Yeah. And, and I think, but I think the small incremental stuff still is like the true character kind of comes out in the small stuff. Sure. You know, it connects the bigger stuff and um it'll be interesting to watch all the downtowns like where they are in 10 years and how right. much of it is built out and, and how it builds out for sure And welcome to another episode of the Placemaking Podcast. Today is episode number 75. We can't wait to share this next conversation with all of you here today. Now, today on the show, we have a very special guest. It's Mr. Jake Newell of Newell Development. Jake is most passionate about developing creative core urban projects. He has a background in single family, multifamily, and even mixed use developments. He graduated from the University of Arkansas with a degree in business prior to pursuing a career in construction management and then ultimately transitioning into development with the launch of his company, Google Development. Jake has been involved in the residential growth of Northwest Arkansas for the past 18 years. His extensive background in acquiring, developing, and selling unique inbuilt properties has had a proven impact on real estate development throughout this region. Jake says he is most proud of his work when he sees his clients leading active lifestyles and interacting with the outdoor space around them. Walking, biking, or gathering with friends outdoors, all that plays into his company's mission of curating place. Now in this episode, we learned about his transition from construction management to his first development project. We discussed the importance of incremental development for growth in a city and last but not least, we discuss the importance of focusing and knowing your niche in developing properties. There's tons of great information in this episode. I really hope you enjoy. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show and share with your friends in this real estate industry. There will be more exciting conversations on the shows to come. So without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, today we got on the show Mr. Jake Newell of Newell Development. Pretty excited for this one. Uh, he's local here in Bentonville, Arkansas. Uh, if you haven't seen his work yet, you'll definitely have to check it out. Jake, glad you're on the show. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's get started a little bit more on the genesis of Jake yeah. Newell, and then we'll work into... Uh, Newell development. So okay. kind of take us back to where you all began or where you started. Yeah. So I mean, back to like starting, co- really, I got started in development via, I think everybody has a tool usually 
don't think anyone really starts as a developer. Right. You start as, a, I, I meet a lot of lawyers, a lot of contractors, right. kind of evolve from some other part of the industry, engineer, landscape architect. So yeah. I was, I went to school at the U of A and was in the business school, ended up like all through college working for a couple of different builders. Yeah. And thought, like, this, I'm not going to do this, you know, and then ended up like um, after college, worked for some builders, worked for a painting company, ended up back. It did some spent some time out of Northwest Arkansas. I went to the U of A. Yeah. Um, after college, came back, ended up coming back, and um, ended up working for a general contractor. Um, and that's really, I mean, that worked there for a few years. Um, then 08 happened. Right. Our market fell apart. I ended up leaving, getting my own contractor's license, and then just kind of gradually um, started doing like remodel projects and custom houses, and really quickly realized. I should just go get a job. This is like, it was 08. It was, yeah. the, it was like, I was just cleaning up messes. Like it was a lot of the work I was doing yeah. was construction projects that were, had like stalled out mid project or lost financing. Right. And I, we did a lot of work for banks helping finish projects. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, at, at some point there I was, I had to rethink it all. Um, I thought about going just getting a corporate job and really like a couple of trips to Denver, spent some time in Asheville, North Carolina, oh, wow. a couple of different places where I kind of like it. I didn't understand up to that point. I didn't really understand new urbanism and took some trips, started to understand what infill development, new urbanism was, came back to Northwest Arkansas. This was probably 2007, eight, nine. Um, and like, digging around in at the time I was living in Fayetteville. Okay. Um, I was, I built a house kind of like, I guess be east of Wilson park on Cleburne across, across college. Okay. And it was like digging around in the city of Fayetteville's plans and found this like old, like a version of the Walker park master plan oh, in yeah. South Fayetteville that had kind of like been lost and they were trying to rejuvenate it. Yeah. Um, and like, just found, I was like a, I think I was a planner's dream, like find that plan. And yeah. I was like, you know, light bulb went off. There was the first section of the Razorback Greenway. Green Green Hill. Hill. Yeah, yeah, the first section that was like right behind, um, I forget what the building's called, you know, at the bottom of Dixon oh, Street. Yeah. There's right. a wine bar, right. there's a little trail, that little yeah. section of trail that went down next to Prairie Street um, had just been built. And um, anyway, we started building um, some infill homes in that, uh, you know, South Fayetteville, just south of Archibald Yale. Yeah, that was, that was the start of my, you know, at that point I was still doing construction, but that was uh, the start of my development career. Um, and then I had a little run there in South Fayetteville with the partner, Todd Jacobs. And um, we built, we were just like too soon. Like we didn't lose it, but we were yeah. just from like, I guess from like 09 to 12 or so, 13, we, you know, we were just like, bit. the market hadn't totally come back and we both got a really you know, like we got major education on development finance. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we didn't really yeah. make a lot of mistakes. It just, you know, market timing. Um, and we were, you know, I think that was where I, those years, I think um, I really developed a passion for like, okay, I'm going to be an infill developer. I'm going to focus on, um, you know, I'm not going to go build greenfield and have to focus on building, um, you know, building amenities, like you know, let's find the amenities and, you know, right. plug in close to them with smaller projects and uh, 
you know, th- that thus I think out of those years became, you know, our um, just strong focus on building in places where there's a walkable, bikeable connection to work, school, play, um, you know, everything, all the amenities you need to live. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to go back a little bit. What what brought you to construction initially? Right out of school? Really, it was just a job in college. Okay. Like I was a marketing management. So, I mean, my most of my college classes were pretty marketing. Um, ASM, Walden School of Business at the time, was very, um, it was more like, walalmart vendor related a lot a lot of our you know professors were from oh, those yeah. fields right. and so um really i really i fell into it and then um i spent some time after college living in colorado mm-hmm. and ended up having some friends in a painting company so i worked for them for a while worked for another contractor there for a bit um and then just kind of like found my way into it and uh you know i i, I like to be outside i like to be active um, and so I think the, uh, that career field kind of pulled me in and then, um, you know, got to a juncture there where it was like, you know, the light bulb went off that I would just be way more efficient to hire one of my contractor buddies that had a, you know, I was building like four houses a year. He was building 50 yeah. and it just, you know, made a lot more sense to, uh, let my, I mean, my, let my friend with scale who could right. basically do it for cheaper than I could with all his fees. Mm-hmm. Um, to start doing our construction. That's kind of how I got out of um, kind of refocused the business more towards development. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly over time, we I mean, did single family homes, townhomes, um, duplexes for a long time. And then, you know, as we start, start to see Bentonville really take off, that's when we started to build some smaller 30, 40 unit yeah. apartment deals in the uh, downtown core of Bentonville. So, right. All right. Let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, kind of transitioning into where you are now at at Null Development. You, you know, you started off with, like you said, single family duplexes, townhomes, more of the traditional residential financing model or residential housing model. And then you you stepped it up at some point, looked at more of a large scale approach to sections. It, is that how did that transition happen or was it? Yeah, so I was really focused in Fayetteville mm-hmm. and around, um, but at the time I'd been um, living in Bentonville since like 2008-9 and driving to Fayetteville. Okay. And um, around, I don't know, 2013 really started focusing on Bentonville, didn't have projects in Fayetteville. Um, and I we acquired a good chunk of lots in the Southwest downtown area to do single family homes. We built the first couple, like we built three single family homes when we realized like literally like, the roofs would go on and you'd have like 10 people wanting to rent them. And this is yeah. 14, 15 at this point. Um, right. So we started, I just started to really look at the model of, you know, just, it, it was kind of just a natural progression. We built, um, so we built like a fiveplex townhouse structure um, was the first rental thing we built in Bentonville. And it went same thing at the time. It, I mean, everything we were building like that in 15, 16, 17, I mean, it was leasing. Like we were literally signing leases that, you know, it'd be in the dry. You'd still yeah. have eight months of construction and we have leases in place. So right. there was just, you know, no product. And uh, we realized let's, let's, we just kept getting denser. So yeah. we built um, a series of, 
uh, apartment buildings in downtown Bentonville on Southwest B Street um, that were like, there was a 33 unit building, a 23 unit townhouse kind of block of buildings. And then um, another apartment building that had 40-ish units. And um, in those, we built them like a two to three year period um, and they did really well. Um, yeah, and that's really, that's how, um, and then we migrated to bigger things. And, you know, it's yeah. always been, for me, it's been, the construction was um, like a lot of younger people in school that want to get into real estate development, reach out. And I'm like, you know, in my opinion, like, you know, what, what, what got me to where we are now doing bigger projects is still working with the same bankers who yeah. knew me when, and, and financed our deals when didn't, looking back, I'm like, how did they finance that deal? And, <laughs> right. and really they were financing it because um, you know, the stuff in Fayetteville, we were getting in the, uh, my partner at that time, Todd, he and I were like, we were getting in, like, I mean, we were literally, we put in footings, we did landscaping. Yeah. Um, you know, we were, we're like, we, we, we were tying steel. Um, you know, we, we really got nitty gritty hands-on and like, right. You know, that now is, you know, I think the knowledge from just being hands-on and doing it, being in the field mm. um, carries a long way. So, oh, for you know, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, they were investing in you, the person that, yeah. I mean, they, they yeah, knew, that lesson, you yeah. know. Yeah. You, you, and sometimes now they give me a hard time. They're like, man, you're not wearing work boots. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your painter shirt? Or your, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Um, like that's ultimately like those years were hard. They were grind, but like that's what um, kind of created the baseline for when you know the market timing was right and we really figured out the right product. Sure, sure. You've worn a couple of different hats over the years, and obviously you found a, a niche in the construction side. What's it like to transition between uh, the doing and the directing? That's a hard one. That was a hard one for me. I wish we could have Rachel on the podcast. Actually, she's our chief of staff now. She's probably the person that's gotten me to, uh, uh, over the last four or five years, we've really, I mean, it really hadn't been until, yeah, four or five years ago, did we, did I have a team? So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing this since 2008, um, or actually really probably six, seven. So, mm-hmm. um, a bit. And, you know, we finally got to the point, it's just a progression. Uh, Mark, it was like, you know, we, for years, I mean, I did have, at times I had a partner. Um, I always have had some financial partners, um, but I, you know, for years I was just, you know, owner, operator, accountant, marketing, everything, you know, just the one man show. And then um, Mitch, um, well, before Mitch, I had a a longtime friend, Thomas worked with me for a while and he moved away. And then uh, Mitch Moore, who's, who's been just a right-hand person for, for the last five, six years, um, stepped in. His background was property management. At the time, we had a pretty big portfolio of rentals we were managing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was just Mitch and I. And, you know, then Mitch and I built out a team for property management. Um, and then um, Rachel, who's now our chief of staff, has really been, a, you know, a big part of building out a team for development and me yeah. kind of stepping more into um, the role. Like 
it's hard. I mean, I'll be honest, that, that yeah. part's hard. I, there's a lot of days I sit in meetings and I say something and I leave the meeting. And I'm like, why did I say anything? <laughs> I was talking, yeah. talking about it yesterday. Um, yeah. And, you know, honestly, my team's way better. You know, they don't, they, they didn't, they haven't been with me since 2000, you know, early 2000s right. in the, you know, sweating in the construction, uh, you know, sweating through all the construction stuff. But, you know, my team now is, we've got, director of construction management and you know people in different roles that are definitely better than me at those at those tasks you know and so um yeah it's definitely that's that's a hard one it's still i'm i'm still a work in progress and in, in kind of letting all that stuff go to my team but uh it's exciting to be a place to more like cast the vision um you know um mitch who does a lot of strategy for us does just an incredible job of acquiring land and, you know, you know, he and I develop a vision for the property and pass it off. And, um, yeah, but th- that's, yeah, that's an art. I think it's a work. I think it's something I'll always, it'll be a work in progress right. until I'm not working anymore. <laughs> Which will be a long time from now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I like, I like, I make a joke all the time. It's like, you know, I think real estate's it, it, yeah, for me, you gave me a million dollars. I'm going to invest two, and then have to go borrow. You know, go beg and borrow. Like, you know, go borrow. You know, so yeah. you give me ten, I'm going to invest fifteen. You know, so yeah. I, I, uh, I love real estate. Um, yeah, and I think the part of it that I love is the niche we found. You know, I don't yeah. love, I don't love every kind of real estate, but um, and and for us, you know, I think what we figured out in our company, and I didn't figure this out on my own. A lot of this is my employees. Um, over the last couple of years is, you know, kind of come to the realization as a team, like, Hey, we're in, the, like, we don't run, we don't have one model, you know, like one, and I, you know, we don't have one spreadsheet. That's like, okay, every, every project has to hit these matrix or we walk. And there's, right. there's just an element of like heart to it that yeah. my team has really taken and run with where it's like, clearly, look, we're trying to find deals. Historically, you know, they've been, last few years downtown bentonville like in the in the in the core right off you know, right right off right you know within three or four blocks of the square um we're moving our company more towards like look you can't be right in the core that land's disappearing it's so expensive um towards like more a greenway focused yeah so but still just staying like our heart is you know we want to curate place in places where people can really live an active lifestyle so i mean our whole team i think we all get excited I mean, you see how many bikes are in the conference <laughs> yeah. room, and this isn't yeah. like half of them. Yeah, um, there's only six here. Our, our so time, <laughs> our uh, team gets. You know, I think we all we all get excited when you see, you know, project completed, residents living an active lifestyle, mm-hmm. walking to the square for the farmers market, riding their mountain bike to the trails to go get a ride in. Yeah, you know, that's. Um, and so, yeah, at the end of the day, like. I don't know. I answered your question, Matt, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I think that's really like the heart. That's the heart of what our company wants to be. And, yeah. you know, as yeah, I mean, Mark, the hardest part about your initial question is just like stepping back and like trying not to be busy. But I think that's all in the in the world we live in. You know, I think that's just like an ongoing, uh, an ongoing thing that, you, you know, stepping back and realizing what's important for me, like, my family is definitely more important sure. than this. Like I, I love all this, but like I'd really do it because, um, yeah, I want to go ride my bike with my kids, and, right? Uh, you know, like ride to ice cream on the square. So, <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like there's bigger, 
yeah yeah bigger things but for sure yeah but yeah our our man i i think without the team i have i never would have learned to, i mean i got i've gotten pretty lucky with i think that's where it works like you as an entrepreneur a startup person you work and you push and you push to the point where you're like can't do this anymore and it yeah. seems like the right person pops up and you're yeah. like okay that's the person they're going to step in and it's happened three or four times in our business so it's real nice yeah it's it's great so, yeah for sure no i wanted to step back to kind of to, to talk back about what you would you were just alluding to here about people living an active lifestyle it's the focus of, of creating place creating a place close to amenities that have that active component. Um, and you mentioned some of like North Carolina, Colorado, Denver, you know, what about those places um, drew you to them and, and incentive, not incentivize you, but um, kind of made you aware of the possibilities with this type of development and, and the need in this area. You know, those, those places all, I just saw like little pockets of, you know, old parts of town. Really, I saw in, in the middle of like the you know 2008 crisis. In those places, you'd see these you know developers in you know historically older parts of town that were doing projects that were rejuvenating those areas. There were like you know at a time where I was looking around Northwest Arkansas, these like you know, sprawling things being built, and all of a sudden it just stopped. Yeah. Um, you went to these other markets and, you know, our downtowns hadn't taken off yet. Um, I mean, Fayetteville had, but Bentonville was still coming along and the others, you know, it wasn't where it is now. And you just saw, it was, it was like a light bulb went off that like, Hey, people want to be where they can. I mean, it, like regardless of the, uh, we didn't have a lot of that kind of development, you know, taking sure. place yet. Um, and, you know, you realize people want to be where they can walk to dinner, walk to coffee, um, you know, like everybody doesn't want, um, you know, a three-car garage right. or a, a big, everybody doesn't want a car-centric lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, some people do. Like, there's actually some days working in cities where I'm like, I need to grab a driveway. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's, right. but I love, I mean, I live four, block, four or five blocks from here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I rode my one wheel here. Yeah. Morning, so. Uh, <laughs> kind of jealous about that. Uh, but um yeah, I mean, I, I think I just saw that in those places. And I, mm -hmm. and then I came back and I was like, the light bulb, when I started looking at, you know, that first little stretch of the Razorback Greenway, and then you saw the, you know, the, the long-term plan started to evolve mm -hmm. and um, started looking for me at the time, like that little pocket around south, south and east of the Fayetteville Square was like, okay, like people can walk to the grocery store. Right. Um, then the new Walmart was built on yeah. Um, on MLK. Yeah. And, you know, like people had accessibility to Dixon Street, University of Arkansas, mm -hmm. high school. And, and, you know, we, and in the, in the bottom of like 08, when, you know, and nobody, everybody was like, you are crazy. What are you doing? We sold a couple of houses for 30 or $40 a foot more than the market, in, yeah. you know, um, in South Fayetteville, you know, and, and, kind of proved that hey, there's a demand for this. And then sure. we never had problems selling. It was, you know, definitely, um, uh, you know, just, we just saw that the, uh, that demand really was there in Northwest Arkansas. And, right. and then we continue to watch it grow and it keeps surprising me how much. Yeah. And 
and and what I see now in Northwest Arkansas is now Northwest Arkansas has created it. Um, and what we see in Bentonville is what I love about, I mean, same kind of philosophy with amenities. Like we're not building amenities in our projects, but the amenity is this town. Yeah. You know? um, we're starting to see that like people are not moving here for the job. They're just moving here. Yeah. Know? So um, we see it over and over in a lot of our apartment buildings um, with remote work. Now. Yeah. So people are choosing, you know, choosing Bentonville over a lot of, a lot of cool places just yeah. with access to trails, access to quality life. And sure. um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to watch. So Jake, obviously you've spent a lot of time being hands-on in the process. And uh, you mentioned early on that, that you kind of saw an opportunity and, um, and put the pieces together and, and just used your really kind of unique skill set to just to make something happen. What's it like when you start stepping back and looking at risk or, you know, mitigating risk or trying to understand the unknowns that are out there? You've developed a system, you've got a team behind you that can process some complex projects and complex sites and things like that. What are the things that scare you and how do you mitigate those risks? It's probably scary. I don't get it, doesn't scare me. It's <laughs> part of my life that scare me. It's fun. Uh, uh, maybe, and that's probably why I'm willing to take the risks. But, um, you know, I think we've always, we like the challenging sites. I mean, we've, we've, we're building on a site breaking ground the next few months on between a and Maine that, you know, everybody said was in a floodplain and everybody said it had environmental issues, but like, you know, you just dig in and we have consultants that we like, we're, you know, really, we we've got, we were literally using the same, same, a lot of the same design firms that we've been using and for a decade, you know, and developed a relationship and a lot of trust and, um, and we just, you know, we bring them in and um, my team and I dig in and um, just, you know, just, you just, you know, make the best assumptions you can make. And, and really for us, I think the reason it doesn't stress me out is we've just developed a niche, you know, right? First of all, we're looking at the location and we're not going to build unless it's like it checks all the boxes with accessibility, Um and then, you know, then we're obviously diving in and looking at the complicated, you know, the grid, if there's a is it comp complicated topography, um, you know, probably water's the thing, water and topography, you know, um, scare me the most. Um, so if, if you're talking about things that would, and, and moving massive amounts of dirt. So, yeah. But I mean, we, you know, we try to mitigate that on the front end and, um, you know, and, and really I think it's just, you look at it, I mean, really, ideally, it comes down to the reason we're comfortable is we've looked at so many deals. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've looked at, you know, you probably look at 50 to 100 for every one you do. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think we, as we've gotten bigger and we're looking at larger deals, um, you know, we don't look as at as many. We know exactly what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and right now we're pretty, um, we're, we're pretty much planned through 25, almost 26. Yeah. Um, with projects and um, and really, you know, our, over time we've yeah, like the progression. I think too, you know, I didn't just jump into big projects. Like I built homes, then yeah. I built duplexes, and I built townhomes, and you know, like, and then we've kind of eased in. We didn't just go build a big fifty million dollar project. We, um, you know, we did. We kind of gradually we built a you know a twenty unit building, and then a 
30 unit building and then a 40 unit building and an 80 unit building. And mm-hmm. Now we have several 200 plus unit deals going. Um, but it's, you know, I think the progression, you know, we didn't jump right into it yeah. and the progression and then defining your niche and staying in your niche. You know, right. I think like our niche isn't everybody's niche. Other people have different niches, but I think, I think that's a big, whether you're real estate developer, entrepreneur, I think if you, I think a lot of people's mistake is they don't find the niche, you know, and I mean, yeah, it can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. And, and we're not, you know, we're um, the product we build to lease and the product we build to sell. It's not for everybody. Um, but we know, you know, the niche that is buying it and leasing it, we know them, we know who they are. We're super comfortable with what they want. And our, my team's gotten, you know, really good at um, creating the finishes in the product. Yeah. And the end product, and it speaks for itself. So, uh, yeah. You talked about the incremental nature um, of your development over the years. What what benefits? What drawbacks? What just kind of tell us about okay. how that process? It's the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not we did. We, you know, like B Street. Yeah. Um, from a you know time and resource perspective, if we would have had the capital, we built. We basically built out about a four or five block area of B street with single family homes, townhouses, mm-hmm. apartments. Um, and it's the project to this point. I'm still most proud of it's you know, a mixture of you know, now it's, now it's developed into there's you know a million dollar house and there's a 400 square foot studio apartment. Yeah. And, and I, that's what I love about it. It's, just, it's, it's a very, we have diverse products, diverse people. Um, but at the same time, everybody just wants to walk over to, Heather's pub or the hub or hang out, you know, it's, it's people are there for the amenities and the quality of life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. Well, and what was your, where do we start? What was your question? Oh, just the the incremental nature. Yeah. I mean, incremental is hard. Now, as I've progressed, I realized, Oh, that's why these developers do bigger projects. You know, it's just um, the incremental is hard, you know? Um, But honestly, I think the incremental was how, the incremental is how we, you know, we built who we are and why we would do what we do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the reality is I, I didn't have the capital to go build that four blocks out at once, right. you know, right. and so uh, we did it over like a long, I mean, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we started with single family homes, then some duplexes, townhomes, apartments. Mm-hmm. And I think just the progression we got in our product now, um, you get better, I think. And I, I think it's, I think that's where I've gotten comfortable with the risk is, is just the nature of, Hey, we did it incrementally. Like we didn't, yeah. I didn't just go, we didn't go just borrow five. No, I mean, it was, it was, you know, I mean, we were, I had a $250,000. I had, you know, I had investor partners that co-signed and we had a $250,000 line of credit at a bank to build one or two houses at a time, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, and you just, you do that, you figure it out and, you know, um, and then you, you know, get a track record selling houses and then they, you know, it's just a gradual, um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's, uh, it's a whole lot of like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, you know, it's the, uh, at the end of the day, that's still, I mean, I look back on the years where, you know, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears of, you know, um, I'm not a, a efficient backhoe operator. <laughs> so what? And that, that we did learn. That, um, 
we tried to dig our own footings a few times. We're like, what are we doing? Like, we, okay, well, we'll put this deal in. We're hiring someone to dig. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just learn along the way. You learn what you're, you know, you just learn. Like, you learn what you can be efficient at and what you're not. And, you know, now as we're not really involved in the contracting, we sub, sub, you know, sub that out to some really great local GCs. We're not involved in it, but like at the same time, like all those, I mean, that's, you know, I, I can still walk. I mean, you know what's going on right. and, and you're able to teach your employees and your team what's going on um, and really have a, a strong knowledge of that process sure. um, and understand how all those relationships work. And again, right. like, I think that's what I've grown is like, to me, like business is all about relationships. So oh, I'm doing business. I'm still doing business with, you know, the same people a decade. Like my goal is never to do one deal. It's let's do a whole bunch of deals. Um, and um, with any, you know, with any partnership or, you know, relationship with a vendor, contractor, architect, engineer. And so I think like, you know, I went, that's where I, I learned that as a builder working with, yeah. Um, with subcontractors and realizing, Hey, at the end of the How day, like, that relationship that relationship's really important. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you learn a lot with time. And um, I think we just, you know, we've gotten better, you know, ultimately like I'm in a relationship business. Yeah. You know? So yeah. And, um, a, and a project's marriage, right? Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long yeah. turbulent marriage. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So uh Speaking of turbulence and projects and the development process as a whole, and just it's not it's not as easy now. I'm sure to pull a permit for what you're working on, uh, it's getting more difficult. Can you speak to some of the challenges that you face uh, just through entitlements and just how yeah. those affect your process? You know, most of we're lucky, and a lot of what we buy in terms of dirt like usually we're buying things and intention with intentionality like the long-range plan of a city's got a match like we've just taken the approach like we're not going to go try to change people's mind right. so yeah um entitlement's not you know extremely difficult um some of the cities it, it's taking quite a bit longer sure and some of the cities um you know, you, you you never know it always surprises you I think in northwest Arkansas the biggest thing we're we're battling and struggling with is just infrastructure mm -hmm. you know we're definitely outpacing our uh capacity with utilities yeah and so um i think i'm sure it's a problem in all the big cities right you know? um and we're seeing in our projects where it's starting to slow down progress um and i think all the cities are trying to figure out like we probably got to do something differently or yeah. you know right. i mean um one of the bentonville City councilman recently told me he thinks the biggest, you know, hindrance to affordable housing is probably there might just be sewer capacity. Mm -hmm. So we're starting, I mean, you can listen to the city council meetings and right. figure that out. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's our biggest challenge challenge yeah. at this point that, and, you know, like, um, you know, we spend a lot of time and energy on, we go way above and beyond every one of our projects in terms of, you know, um, like like you know erosion control and and then native landscaping and, mm -hmm. um, just LID principles yeah and so um, for us one of our challenges is just like how do we 
do this in a way that's best for the community long-term, but also now like the reality is construction costs have gone up, interest rates have gone up. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy time to develop. Um, you know, we're as a, you know most developers that raise capital. I think we're all our, our, our piece of the pie is like shrinking, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just because we're having to pay everybody in the capital stack right. a lot higher returns, right. and and then costs have gone up. So I think you know um, we're really committed to continue to build housing. Um, we're not going to stop. You know, um, the, the the region needs it. And we're continuing to grow. So we, right. you know, we're really excited. We, um, in the next, like between July, um, what we brought, between last month and October, we're going to start close to 500 doors. Wow. And so that's our biggest start. You know, it's three, three projects. Yeah. Um, everything we're building is we've got one project on Walton Boulevard and Third Street. It's called Color Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, another project. Um, on John Rollo and 28th, right next to Northwest Hospital, right on, I mean, just like faces the Greenway. Yeah. And then another project um, in between Maine and A and downtown Bentonville. Um, but we're really excited. Like, um, we, you know, the market needs the units. Right. And, and also needs well placed units. Sure. So I think, um, I think thoughtfully, I think that's where, I mean, you know, we can build a bunch of units, but I think thoughtfully placed units and places where people can take advantage of the amenities versus um, building 45 minutes from the amenities mm-hmm. is, is what our firm's passionate about. So. Right. right. So we, we talked about that a little bit, but you, you said when you get into a property prior to, you know, getting it under contract, you have boxes you checked, right? Yeah. Can you give us an idea of what, some of those boxes are. I think we alluded to some of them already. Uh, adjacency to you know, trails. I think it just yeah. For us, it's you know before before you get into the deep due diligence, like the big picture stuff is just hey, where can you walk? You yeah. know, like we're looking for primarily greenway access. Um, and you know, if you're on the greenway, then you're kind of looking where's your east west access. You know, you're going north south on the greenway. Right. Where can you get to employment? Can you get to school? Can you get to um, restaurants? Can you get? Is to, there like a radius that you're looking for here? Is it no, just, you know the area. You know, we know the area. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to be, you know, like call it ten minute e bike ride from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which you can be pretty far oh, yeah. downtown Denville and be a ten bike ten minute e bike sure. ride. And so, sure. you know, we're looking. We're also looking at different modes of active transportation for our projects. Our next couple of projects, we're looking to add. Um, kind of an e-shop, e-car sharing program okay, and, um, and e-bikes. And so just trying, we're, and we're seeing like, we've got a big chunk of tenants that don't own cars. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's real. People are moving Bentonville specific. I'm not, you know, not sure as much in Fayetteville Rogers, but Bentonville specific, we have a pretty big tenant base that does not own cars. Yeah. Yeah. So just curious kind of things looking forward for the area. Uh, what what do you see and what excites you about your developments and, and kind of new ideas for your developments going forward based on what you're seeing demand-wise? Is, is there anything? You know, I, I think it's I mean, pretty simple, like no drastic changes. Yeah. You know, I think um, we want to try to create just extremely well-designed places that people want to be. 
um, great access to, you know, trails, greenway, and our, you know, amenities in our communities. But then, you know, I, we get excited about, we've kind of added little pockets of commercial into our multifamily projects. And so really curating, um, we've curated like, or I say we, we had been lucky, shouldn't say we, um, to partner with some great operators that are local um, and plug them into our uh, our projects. I think it just adds an element of, you know, like the Howard's project we mm-hmm. just finished and Matt Cooper has done a cra- just a crazy amazing job with um, the conifer and um, just, you know, people get to come home from work and sit out on that patio and have a drink or, you know, yeah. um, go have dinner at the bar inside the conifer. And I think like we're continuing um, every one of our projects, like that's a big part is how do we curate some kind of um, retail amenity for our, right. our clients. That's like right on site right there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think the same stuff, like nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, we're, we're looking more at uh, you know, we're always just really looking at how can we be more efficient? How can we, um, you know, lower the footprint of our projects on the environment. Um, you know, what are just better, better, um, you know, more efficient construction materials. Sure. Um, and just trying to, you know, we're always, my team, even more than me, especially we've got talented group are always looking, looking at ways we can evolve uh, that side of the business. But I think at this point, it's just for us, um, you know, not, 90% of our businesses multifamily mm-hmm. with a little bit of commercial you know, ground floor mixed in. The other 10% is um, we do quite a bit of like infill, um, like I mean, these are right in the core, but townhouse for sale, condo for sale. And so um, still continuing to build those projects. Those projects are the most challenging. Like yeah. honestly, it's easier to build a five acre site than a, uh, a quarter acre site or a half acre 100%. site, you know? Yeah. And so, um, they're just harder. You don't, you, yeah. know, you don't have the, you don't have space. You know, you know. It's, it's challenging. You yeah. know? And, and the, you know, and so, um, but we like, ultimately those projects are the ones I care the most about in some ways. We Like that infill, true infill in the downtown core to me is like, you know, we'll keep developing those sites till there just are no more, <laughs> but it's, yeah, we, and I, I, it's fun to really see, you know, I'm still a firm believer in like more people get in development um, just because like, I, I don't think it's the big projects. I think it's right. like all the little ones in between. Yeah. You know, we're sitting here in our like 4,000 square foot office building that's right in the middle of this, you know, Southeast downtown neighborhood. And it's like, yeah. you know, uh, Lamplighter Development next door built, you know, remodeled this duplex. It looks good. And there's, you know, all yeah. the way leading up to um, the momentary there's all these houses that have been redone and right. new construction and a little you know restaurant inside of a house and definitely um, gives it a unique vibe the, in yeah. this area because you know incrementally we're seeing the yeah the the bigger stuff and then you've got you know some larger developments um that you've you've done yourself yeah and, and i think but i think the small incremental stuff still is like the true character kind of comes out in the small stuff yeah. You know, sure. next the bigger stuff and um it'll be interesting to watch all the downtowns like where they are in 10 years and how right. much of it is built out and, and how it builds out for sure yeah thank you 
I really appreciate the the thing that you're saying about you know sustainability and site and access and connection to amenities because I think a lot of times developers get accused of um, avoiding those things and saying, "Hey, it's not my problem. We're just we just build housing," and they separate themselves in many ways from the community. And I think that generation hopefully is kind of passed to some degree that outsources, you know, um, or or puts puts at a distance the things that aren't their responsibility. And and I really love your approach because I think that when you have started to appreciate the environment, you've turned around and are providing something that everybody else also appreciates. And I think that's the connection that I think we've been missing. And developers, you know, can sometimes get a bad name. Um, but it's I'm really thrilled um, to see that you're not just doing it or not just care about it, but also doing it and and bringing product to market. Um, back to your early question about or your early uh, comment about um, cities and, and the fact that there's not water and sewer and there's just challenges on the infrastructure side. Cities across the country are dealing with that right now. And there's never any end to um, the, the growth patterns. And especially Northwest Arkansas and just the momentum that's created there, um, it, that's something that takes a regional approach. And you guys are at the benefit because your your region is communicating, connecting, and growing, um, unlike other municipalities that sometimes fight each other and uh, and you know fight for one development or another. It feels like the the rising tide is raising all boats. I understand that cities are challenged a lot of times with providing the basic services of water sewer service. Um, what I'm hoping and and I'm uh, advocating for across the country, wherever I work, is that municipalities and and counties and um, jurisdictions take the approach that development can be good, and that we want to encourage and incentivize the type of development that we want, and 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 try and get those entitlement challenges and barriers out of the way. Do you have any advice for other developers who want to get engaged with a municipality of how to handle those conversations? Yes, it's like a yeah, it's not an easy one. <laughs> it's like a long, you just, you know, build relationships over time, you know, and I think at the end of the day, um, we try to follow the city's long range plan. We're not out there trying to change it. I mean, there've been some projects that we've made arguments on um, when it makes sense, but at the end of the day, I think you find cities that are looking, I mean, really are looking for the growth. Um, you know, we're not, we've, been there and tried to, you know, battle city councils and planning commissions where people didn't want you to be there. And that's not fun. And honestly, we've just decided, you know, we're going to go places that um, we're wanted. Um, and so I think, I think it's a big part of it. Like if, which, and, and if you're in a city where you're not wanted, then I would dive in and get really involved and try to change it. You sure. know? So, I mean, I'm lucky, lucky that I do live and have worked in, Northwest Arkansas, which where for the most part, the cities and the general public for the most part are, um, you know, are on your team and want to see projects move forward. I mean, you still deal with, look, I mean, I think in our community right now, Bentonville, there's still a, call them a silent minority that are a, a, a very vocal, they're not a silent minority. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a silent majority and then there's a very vocal minority that's right. you know, anti about everything. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think, um, I think we've gotten over a hump here lately with, with kind of dealing with that in our community, but sure. um, I think that's everywhere, you know, and you I think at the end of the day, it's the relationship with those 
planners and city staff and, you know, really trying to understand where they want to see growth and even just have the conversation. We've had the conversations with them like, Hey, this is, this is not zoned for this, but it, you know, makes the most sense and, you know, mm-hmm. and doing it in a way where then we go, you know, let's, okay, let's go talk to the planning commission about it. Yeah. And then they'll go, let's go talk to city council about it. You know, it's, um, um, I think there's, you know, sometimes, sometimes it takes a long time. Um, Again, You're development's not quick, and no, and, and learning and like building slowest, relationships. And, this is like the slowest. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not fast. It doesn't happen. Overnight. No, yeah. it's yeah, slow. It's like definitely a like slow and steady wins the race kind of. Right. I think career. It's not something you just dive into. And most of our projects are now are almost like it feels like a four or five year process between mm-hmm. you know a, a year, you know, a year to year or two to design and year you know, a couple of years to build and yeah. another year to stabilize. And then you're all of a sudden you look up and it's five years. Yeah. You know? And so um, that seems to be the trend right. um, just with, you know, the massive amount of growth. I think it's, I mean, in our community, it's definitely slowing the process. Sure. So, yeah. so to piggyback off of that a little bit, I wanted to talk about what kind of um, advice or guidance you could give to somebody that's, uh, just trying to get into development. Um, maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're a construction uh, or a GC or a, yeah. or a banker or somebody that's adjacent and knows a little bit about it, but wants to get in it. Like you said, it's not a quick or easy process. No, but, I, I think you just, it's like the incremental baby steps thing. You know, I yeah. think, um, I mean, I tell people like go build a spec house, um, you know, yeah. go renovate it renovate a house that you you know turn into rental or sell um start small i think get involved in all aspects of it and i think it is important i think um i think the best way into development is really pick you know pick your field whether that's banking finance um you know we like maybe on the legal side or it's, mm-hmm. it's maybe you're a real estate agent maybe you work for a property management company but pick something in that industry Right. And really sink into it, learn it, and have like a, a value to bring to future development. Um, for me, that was construction, um, and I did get my real estate license for I had a real estate license for a while um, as well. But like I, I think like that's the best way. Like pick one of those industries, get into it, and then slowly, you know, um, you know, buy rental house, buy a rental house or two at a time. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and then I think as you do it, you, you know, like I want to say your banker is your best friend in it. So, yeah. you, you know, find the right banker, build the right relationship. And, right. you know, that's one thing that's great about Northwest Arkansas is we still have so many family owned right. uh, banks local and banks. local yeah. banks. And, you know, you go to a bigger market, they are not there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would, there's no way our company would have grown to where we are without, um, three or four very local banking. I think that's a huge point. And um, most people don't get. <laughs> no, and, yeah. and you know, and those didn't. Those those evolved over now fifteen years. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still, um, still got the same bankers. You know, yeah. and they we've grown together. Um, and and you know, I think yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it's just it's it's you don't go do a ten million dollar project overnight. You yeah, um, you know, you take your time, you learn, you just get get involved, get involved, you know, start 
reading the, the city council agendas and the planning commission agendas and, and study your cities, like really be a student of, you know, your, your town's master plans and land use plans and design districts. And um, I think that's something that most people don't really grasp. I don't know. Even, even developers have been doing this a long time. Sometimes don't even look into what the long range plan is. They may see the zoning and review yeah. that, but uh, zoning is transient. It changes all the time. Uh, yeah. It, obviously they want to follow that land use plan, but if you're starting out in a place that's looking at that, you know, land use plan as a basis, I think that's a, a kind of a different take than a lot of developers really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and for us, I mean, ours is so centric to downtowns and, you know, access to cool places that we're just never going to get that far away from it. Yeah. You know, it's easy. That's an easier one for us. I can imagine if, you know, my business model would be totally different if I was building like you know, flex space or, yeah. or, you know, industrial warehouse, but um, uh, you know, with what we're doing, with what we're doing. And, and I think at the end of the day for us, it's like, we actually are, we're trying to get away from the car. You know, yeah. it's like everything we do is like, it's just not when you start looking at sites and you're not thinking about um, where you're going to park. Where, yeah, where, well, I mean, obviously you got to have parking because people. Yeah. I mean, but we're you know we're we're in a community where they want us to have one twenty to one, one point two five to one five. You know, spaces per unit, uh, parking spaces per unit. Um, no, we really believe like we're we're trying to push the envelope. That's probably one of our biggest battles when it comes to dealing with cities. Is we really want to push the envelope because we believe. You know, today maybe we know you can get by with 0.80 or 0.90 today, mm. but I think in five or ten years you'll probably be able to get by with 0.60 or 0.70. So we're just trying to push the envelope. Um, mm. And um, as we see, you know, we just see that evolving and changing. And you know, with especially the demographic of people moving to some of the corporate jobs in Northwest Arkansas, you see a younger demographic that maybe they grew up in a big city and they just don't drive. Like we really see, it's like for someone like me that grew up in Arkansas and in like moral rural community, it's like, really people, you know, but no, it's, yeah. um, you know, and uh, we're seeing it. It's, it's really interesting. And, and people yeah. that move here to work for Walmart, that are coming from an international community. They're coming here. They don't, you know, they don't have a driver's license and don't intend to buy a car. And you know, they don't need a car technically if they can buy in a location um, that they can they can walk to work. And you know, I think um, for us, like a big part of what we're building for is we've got you know new Walmart campus opening in like 2025, and yeah. they want to have something like 10 percent of their workforce walk or bike to work. So we need a whole lot of units built within like right. about a mile or two of where we're sitting. Well, I love how you say that. <clears throat> I love how you can say you can prioritize that you're not looking for, you know, access to the highway, you know, or access, you know, some corporate downtown. Um, I say that it's exactly what you're describing on the Walmart campus, I guess. But um, it's a different metric when you start talking about neighborhoods and you really want to connect with connect the people to the neighborhood and not to getting out of the neighborhood. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really admirable aspect of your development work. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think from a business side of it too, what I'm really, I, I talked about it earlier, but I really think a lot of it is like, it's not, we're not just staring at a spreadsheet and trying to hit a metric. It's like, there's a, there's a heart behind what we want to create that like, you know, 
we do at the end of the day, you know, these projects have to pencil, we have to make money. Right. Um, but there's not, you know, that's not like if we can't make the, like, if we can't make the part of the, the part we're passionate about work, we don't go try to make the money work. We just move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so at, at the beginning of the whole deal, it's, it's gotta be, you know, we gotta be curating a really awesome place. And then there's gotta be access to, uh, you know, active transportation and, um, and access to, you know, all the, the, you know, all the things we all want to live close to. So, yeah. So, and if those aren't there, then we just, we move on. Sure. Yeah. Well, we've, we've touched on this kind of in, in several different ways, but uh, I always like to hear what people say is their definition for, for placemaking or creating place. So do you have a definition in mind or is that, is that something you can speak to when you hear the word placemaking? What is it? What does it mean to you? To me, it means um, you're already thinking about the end user, you know, and what, what do they really want? And, you know, every developer has got a different spin on what that might be depending on who they're going after. I like asking the question, but, um, you know, for us, I think, you know, are we, for us, I mean, our, our mission is to curate place. Like it's our business's mission. So, um, you know, for us, it looks different on every project, you know, um, mm-hmm. but for us, we want to curate a place where, you know, people can live a healthy, active lifestyle um, where they have access to, um, with, you know, I think it goes, it goes back to like, you know, whether it's affordable housing or whether it's like really high end, um, you know, a really high end residential or retail project where we want to create um, like what we've talked about. I mean, really this, this whole idea of, you know, we want to go in nodes of the city where there are amenities where, you know, people, if they, if they, if they choose to never drive a car, they have to drive a car. Mm -hmm. So to us, it's like, if we can go, create a really unique, a uniquely designed, um, architecturally designed project that fits into a neighborhood in a way that, you know, we as the developer feel good about it, the neighbors feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the, and then we can watch tenants move in and have a great experience, love living there. Um, then I think, you know, that's probably how we, we define, you yeah. know, define a good project. So. For sure. For sure. So, uh, looking forward, what what do you see as the legacy of middle development, even yourself? You know, I think uh, I think we're in this place in Northeast Arkansas where clearly we have a housing issue. We need more housing, and so you know, um, I think um, we want to just you know stay true to who we are as a company and. Um, continue to, you know, it would be easy right now to get really to, to do even more projects, but we would have to get away from our niche, you know, and I think it's, it's how do we stay true to our niche um, and continue to help build, you know, workforce and market rate, multifamily mixed use housing um, in the 40, I-49 corridor that provides people great access to quality of life. So yeah. I think, hopefully in 10 or 15 years, we look back and um, I think our whole staff is excited about um, like 
you know, can we, we want to look back in 10 or 15 years and, and, and hopefully be a company that helped move that needle. So right. be a big enough piece of it that um, we really helped create that, you know, the housing needs for Northwest Arkansas. Create a, really a, a new model too for yeah. this area. Cause like you said, when you came back, um, there really wasn't, there, there wasn't the missing middle that we're talking about the, the smaller infill developments. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a building or something that, that gets rejuvenated, but there wasn't really a holistic approach um, to kind of addressing this, this missing middle piece. Yeah. And I also think we hope like we can help others follow in our footsteps because it's not like in Northwest Arkansas right now, like we need a lot of companies like us. And I, I mean, I hope we can attract people to the market, help attract other developers to the market and, um, and, and help build other, help others build development companies here yeah. that have the same uh, vision and passion for the quality of life we have here. And, and, you know, want to want to uh, develop in the same way that, that we work. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, wrapping up here, could you tell us, where we can find out a little bit more about the yeah, development. Um, and, you know, new, yeah. um, And you can find us on all the um, Facebook and Instagram and all, all that the stuff, socials, all yeah. the social channels. Um, yeah, we've, um, you know, it, if you're looking for a place to lease, a place to live, we are wrapping up um, a good chunk of townhomes for sale in downtown Bentonville. Mm-hmm. Um, some on the Southwest part of downtown, like just southwest of uh, Peddler's Pub and the Hub, um, as well as just um, just right next to the Momentary. So yep. um, reach out, look us up, and uh, feel free to reach out or stop by our office if you're interested in either. Yeah, um, I'm sure once they see some of these pictures, uh, I think you'll get some uh, people reaching out oh, just cool. to see if they could tour the place. Oh, yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. your time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Mark. Enjoyed chatting. Mark, yeah. Thanks, ready? Jake. I really appreciate your time. And it's, it's uh, Matt and I commented that you may be one of the first guests that uh, he and I have met in person. And so it's great to make that connection and uh, watch you continue to be successful. Hey, thanks, man. Nice to meet both you guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.